0: everyone and welcome to the More Money No Problems podcast. I am Liz Monson and with me is Lisa Monson.
1: Hello. Today we're going to talk about credit scores. But before we get started, I want to remind our listeners that we are not professional financial advisors and this podcast is strictly our opinion. Anytime you're going to make a major financial decision, you should talk to a financial professional first.
0: So I think due to the amount of advertisements on television and the radio about credit scores and checking credit scores that I have been led to believe that I should be in a constant state of anxious fear about my credit score and that I should be really concerned with how I check it and knowing what it is and if I'm not, the future will be terrible and Whoever I live with will secretly hate me because I'll make all of our rates for all of the things really high. But I don't actually know very much about my credit score except that I should be afraid of it. So what is a credit
1: score? Well, your credit score is just a number that helps predict how well you're going to pay your debts in the future, and it's based on how well you've paid them in the past.
0: Okay, well,
1: so you talk about how well you've paid them in
0: the past, Is that what people refer to as establishing credit? Yes. So how
1: do you establish credit? Well, you take out loans and you make payments on them. And over time, as you do more and more of that, you establish a pattern for how responsible you are or aren't, as the case may be.
0: Okay. So what do I need a credit score
1: for? You need credit history. The score is just created.
0: Is credit history the same as establishing credit
1: Yes. Establishing is the process of taking out the loans and making the payments. And the credit history is just a long list of all the loans you've ever had and all the payments you've ever made. And the reason that you want to have credit history is so that if you need to get a loan in the future, the lender can look at your score that's calculated from the history and get an idea of if you're going to pay them back. Also, these days, lenders tend to use that score to help decide what interest rate they're going to charge you. The better your score, the lower your interest rate.
0: Mm-hmm. I also had recently, when we got our apartment, they checked our credit scores right there, not just to determine if like, maybe we were responsible people, but what our security deposit would be. So how do I know what my credit
1: score is? Well, there's a lot of websites you can look at. I would suggest you look at creditkarma.com. They have a good user interface and I think they give really good advice.
0: So I just go to the website and it will be like,
1: this is your number. Right. It will also tell you what factors contributed to the number that you have. And it has an interactive section where it will say if you got another credit card or if you had past due accounts and paid them off, how will that affect your score going forward?
0: Oh, that's really exciting.
1: Yeah, they do a nice job of that. Does it affect my
0: credit score when I check it? If I were to like check my credit score every day, is that bad?
1: No, it shouldn't affect it. For example, the Credit Karma site, you can go in and check your score as often as you want.
0: Okay, why do I feel like that's a thing, though?
1: Well, you might be thinking of a different situation, which is that every time you request a loan or a credit card, the lender will request your credit report which will usually come to them with a score, that's called an inquiry. And every inquiry gets recorded in your credit history. And if you have too many of them, that affects your score. So only apply for credit when you really need it and you feel there's a good chance you're going to get it. Is it when
0: you make too many inquiries at one time or over your entire credit history?
1: More over your entire credit history. For example, if you were going to get a car loan, You might have a bunch of inquiries all within a few days because maybe you looked at several different lenders. That's fine. It's more if you did it this month and then two months from now you did it again and three months you did it again. When does my credit history begin? It begins with the first time you take out a loan. Okay, so maybe like
0: your first credit card. Right. And then it just continues on from there.
1: Right. Every time you get a loan or get a credit card, it gets added to the history that's being stored about you.
0: So you talk about your credit history being stored.
1: Who has this information, and who is deciding my credit score? Well, the history is maintained by companies called credit bureaus, and it's mostly these companies that calculate your score. So who owns these companies? The companies, I believe, are just generally public companies. So they're not, like, part of the government? No.
0: So if there are lots of different credit bureaus and they're owned by different companies, how do I know, does one of them have my credit history? Do they all have my credit history?
1: Well, there's three credit bureaus, and generally they all have all of your history, with some exceptions. Okay. How are
0: they using my credit history to determine my credit score?
1: They look at certain characteristics that are on your credit history. And each score is weighing and looking at different characteristics. Okay, so what would a good score be? Well, it depends on the model used to calculate the score. Tell me more about models. Each credit bureau has actually several models. Each model is designed for a slightly different purpose.
0: Can you give me an example of what
1: a purpose would be? Sure. I'll give you two. One purpose might be to tell a lender the likelihood that you're going to get more than two payments behind on your loan. Another purpose could be to predict for the lender the likelihood that you're going to file for bankruptcy. That seems pretty
0: dire. So back to determining if your credit score number is
1: good or not. You need to be familiar with the model that is used to calculate that number. However, numbers over 720 are typically very good. So how would a lender check my credit? They would ask the credit bureau for your credit report. And at the end of the report would be a credit score. What else is on the report? Well, the report is going to list all of the loans that you have not ever had, but for a long way back. It's going to include things like the original balance on the loan, the current balance, the payment amount, the interest rate, if it's secured or not secured, if you have the debt individually or joint with someone else. And then it will also tell you for every single loan payment, if you made it on time or if you made it late, And if it was late, was it 30 days late, 60 days late, 90 days late? And the payment information can go back 10 years or more, except for late payments, which will be removed after seven years.
0: Do lenders have to pay the credit bureaus to get this information?
1: Yes. That's how the credit bureaus make their money. They receive a fee every time the lender asks for a credit report on you.
0: Does that mean that if I want to see a copy of
1: my credit report that I'm also going to have to pay for it? Actually, you can get a free report once a year from a website called annualcreditreport.com and be sure you use that one and not one of the other ones where you have to pay. Why not? Oh, because you get a free one. Right, because you get a free one. But also because it's the website specifically for the credit bureaus to use to comply with a law that requires them to provide a free report annually. Other sites that advertise free reports are often using the free report as a lead to market other services to you. One per year? It's one per year. And the reason to get it is to be sure that there isn't anything on there that's wrong, or maybe they got someone else's debt on your report, for example. That sounds horrifying. Yes, and you'd want to get it cleaned up. Also, I should add another important thing that's on that credit report is what's called derogatory information. And that that includes, sounds bad. It is bad. It's one of the biggest factors affecting your score. It's things like if you've had a bankruptcy, if you have a court judgment against you, if you haven't paid your child support, or if any of your loans have gone to a collection agency. So what does it mean when a bill has been sent to a collection agency? Well, it basically means that the lender has tried for so long to get money and gotten nothing that they've sort of given up and sent it off to a third party to try and get money from you. And that third party is the collections agency? Right.
0: And the collections agency will just continue to bother you indefinitely?
1: Basically, yes. And so this will be reflected in your credit report? Correct. It'll be in the group of the derogatories, and it will show that that bill has gone to collections and remains unpaid. And the derogatories will stay on your report for seven years, 10 years for bankruptcies. And for collection accounts, even if you pay off the balance, the account will still stay on your report for seven years. It will just indicate that you paid it off. For loans that you paid timely, they may stay on your report for as long as 10 years after you pay off the loan.
0: So the derogatories affect your credit score negatively. What are the other things that affect your credit score.
1: Well, two of the other really big ones are your payment history that we've talked a little bit about already, and something called your credit card utilization. Oh wow,
0: what is that?
1: That is just the percent of your credit card limit that you have used at any given time.
0: So it's kind of how much of the loan is not available anymore. The loan of the credit card. Right. So why do credit bureaus care about your credit card utilization percentage?
1: Well, the credit bureau believes that there's a positive correlation between high credit card utilization and a higher risk borrower.
0: So that means the credit bureau thinks if you are maxing out your credit card each month, that there's a higher chance you won't pay your bills on time. Correct. What does a low percentage mean to them?
1: Well, it means that you are likely to be a better financial planner, that you're leaving some wiggle room for the future, that you're not desperate, that you're not using your credit card for your day-to-day living expenses, things like that. Okay.
0: So is there a certain percentage that you should aim to keep your credit card utilization
1: under? Well, if you looked at the Credit Karma website, for example, they would recommend that you should try to keep your utilization no higher than about 30%. Okay. So
0: what if I had a credit card and I paid it all off and then I just kind of let it sit? Would I still be accumulating credit history?
1: You wouldn't be accumulating very much history if you let it sit for long periods of time. What does the credit bureau
0: like to see on your credit card history?
1: I think they like to see at least every couple months that you use it and pay it off. They need to be able to see that over a long period of time on an ongoing basis, you continue to be responsible in paying your debts. And by being
0: responsible, you mean kind of not using more than 30% of your limit and paying it off every month. I guess while we're talking about paying it off, for your credit score, is it best to just pay the minimum, or should you just pay the whole thing off? I don't think that particularly affects the actual score. You do just have to pay the minimum. Right. But if you carry a balance, that's okay as long as you're paying the minimum. Right. For purposes of the score calculation. Okay. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we do credit cards. Right. So the three major things that are going to affect your credit score the most are your derogatories, your payment history, and your credit card utilization. I guess and here's what the next kind of level is of things that affect your credit score.
1: I would say the next item is the length of your credit history.
0: What is the length referring to
1: there? Well, it's referring to both the total time period you've had loans, and it's also referring to how long you've had an individual credit card. Okay,
0: so does the size of those loans matter? Do I get more credit for paying off a big loan than I do a small loan? No, I wouldn't say so. What about student loans? I've heard that it's impossible to have good credit while you have student loans. Is that true? How do student loans affect your credit? Because those are sometimes quite large. But will you explain it a little?
1: Well, I don't know the intricacies of particular models, But just the fact that it's a student loan and not a house loan, that shouldn't have any effect on your score. What's important is if you're making the payments on time for the student loans. So what about the interest rates?
0: Do you get more credit for paying off higher interest rates or lower interest rates?
1: Well, you don't pay off interest rates. You pay off loans and the accumulated interest on the loan. And no, the interest rates on your loans don't affect your score one way or the other.
0: So what happens when you make a mistake? Is there any way you can fix it or is it just always going to be on your credit report? Well, what do you mean by mistake exactly? I guess I'm thinking about someone who maybe has a credit card and uses it a tiny bit and always pays it off until one month when they forget and they don't pay the minimum and they carry that balance For a month or two months, probably just one month, and then they say, oh, no, I forgot to pay off my credit card, and then they do. Is that going to show up on a credit report, and is there a way to make up for mistakes on your credit report?
1: The fact that you missed that one month of minimum payment will show up on your credit report, and there is no way to make that go away once it's on there. All you can do is just get back on track and make all your future payments on time. So
0: what is the magnitude of forgetting once to pay off your minimum?
1: I would say it's not that big if you forget one month and pay off the full balance the next month, especially if you have a couple of years or more of making timely payments.
0: So you shouldn't let it happen. You should avoid it. But if it happens once, it's not the end of the world for your credit score. Right. So what if I already have bad credit? What can
1: I do to improve it? The most effective thing you can do is pay off all your outstanding bills and then continue to make all your payments on time, keep your credit card utilization not too high, and stay away from any derogatories on your account. Got it.
0: So is there ever a time when my credit score will
1: be linked to someone else's credit score? Not your score, but your credit history. Anytime you sign on a loan with a second person where you're both borrowers, then that loan is going to show up on your credit report and on the other person's credit report. And you're both responsible for the loan. And if the loan doesn't get paid, it will affect both of your credit scores.
0: So what happens when people get married? Are their credit scores combined? No. But the credit of one will affect the other if they try to take out a loan together.
1: Yes. So
0: if one person has low credit, then maybe their loan will have a higher interest rate than it would have for the other person if they were getting a loan by themselves.
1: Yes, that's generally how it works. Although each lender has slightly different rules for setting interest rates.
0: Well, I think that's enough credit talk for today. What you need to do is start your credit history now, if you haven't already. Make all of your payments on time. Maintain a credit card utilization of under 30% and not get any derogatories, i.e. letting your bills go to collections. And remember that you should check your credit report for accuracy with your yearly credit report from annualcreditreport.com.
1: Right. So I
0: guess now it's time for listener questions. Our first question is about savings accounts and how many months of costs or living expenses you should save up.
1: Well, I think what you need to do is think about your current income and your job, and if you lost your job, how long would it take you to find another job at a similar income? If you think it would take you four months, then you probably need to have a goal to save toward having four months of your income in your savings account. You also should think about, what if I couldn't get a job in the same city? What if I had to move? then you'd need to also include some savings for moving costs. Maybe you have to fly to another city for interviews, things like that. Okay.
0: Our second question is, what is the average debt?
1: Well, as of April 2014, households with debt have on average about $15,000 for credit card debt, about $154,000 for mortgage debt, and about $33,000 for student loan debt.
0: Our third question is, what are some specific examples of how you could adjust your obligations if your money to work with is negative, zero, or just
1: too low? Well, some things to consider are, you could get a roommate if you don't have one already, you could reduce down the data plan on your cell phone, or you could get a pay-as-you-go phone, you could shop at grocery outlet stores, and if you live in an area where water is expensive, you could get a water-saving showerhead, and time your showers.
0: All right, well, those are all the questions from last time. So that's all for today.
1: Until next time, this was More Money No Problems. If you have any questions about today's episode, or you would like to make a suggestion for a future episode, please contact us through our website, moremoneynoproblemspodcast.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening.